I subscribe to the shoot first, ask questions later theory. Uh, me too. Policy. Not that they would have hit anything anyway, but uh, that's fair. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell, notification, all them buttons. Hit them. Push them. And then tell friends about us. And write letters about us. And I don't know. Send them via us, snail mail. Go leave us a review somewhere. Tell people about us that way. Um, we appreciate it. It'll help grow the podcast. With that, we're here to talk live about Andor season one, episode six. The the three episodes start really is messing with me because like I feel like we've only watched four, four. like four episodes of yeah. Andor, and we have watched six. Um, it's out of twelve, right? So we're officially halfway through the season. Yeah, we're halfway through. Again, it just feels weird, but. I, I will say that I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it's a great episode. Yeah, it had me forgetting that we're not done. Like, where it feels like, yeah, this is like end of season one. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a pretty big moment. Right? The whole the whole episode was pretty intense. Like, I liked it because it was there was some serious tension and yeah. uncomfortable a lot of the time going when's the other shoe going to drop? You know what I mean? And I thought it would drop even worse than it actually did. But I was also impressed because, you know, in true and or slash Rogue One fashion, we lost some people. <laughs> lost pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we're left with the, what's your chick, Val or something? Yeah. I don't know their names. I. That's probably unfortunate. Blondie mm-hmm. McBiceps and Andor are left. Well, the, one, the the girlfriend's there too. She's just back at the base. Yeah, but she's not getting off. Oh, Donnie, they're oh, locking that planet down. That's fair. Well, then they're all screwed because I'm pretty sure they landed on Aldani for the Doctor, right? Or was that a different planet? Oh, I thought that was a different planet. I maybe it was. I I was under the assumption that that was the same planet. I think. Mm. If that was the same planet, Andor should have just taken the eighty million and ran. Yeah, like bro, do the smart thing. Don't want to do the right thing in this situation. I thought they were supposed to get all the credits. They left a lot there. (laughs) Yeah, they were way behind schedule, and then they had the like whole fight and like didn't go so well. Yeah. Uh, that whole fight sequence was really cool. Mm-hmm. But it was also a little bit of, you know, why why are you taking so long? Soon as, as soon as the troopers come down, right, the Empire troopers, and you see that the kind of guy who's in charge of the garrison is looking all disheveled and sweaty and, all, you know, hung over. Like, they took a long time to go from point A to point B and start blasting mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I was thinking like, mm, this is not a very trigger happy empire. Not the brightest <laughs> tools in the shed over there. Yeah, it, it was a 
Yeah, but I mean, I guess, they, you know, they at least they explained it away kind of with like Andor and the kid. And I cannot remember the kid's name, which makes me feel bad because he was a cool character. Um, their conversation at the beginning where he's talking about the Empire just doesn't care. Like they don't want to get in a gunfight. So like they're dancing around it. You know what I mean? Like they're like, can we avoid having to be in a gunfight here? We just want to watch this crazy meteor shower thing so that's fair i subscribe to the shoot first asks questions later theory uh, me too policy not that they would have hit anything anyway but uh, that's fair <laughs> <laughs> they had stormtrooper accuracy these boys did that's right that's right um though they hit more 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 good guys than any other set of troopers i've ever seen though technically they weren't stormtroopers so i guess that's where they you know, that's where it comes from. But. They hit the stormtrooper or the ex stormtrooper. <laughs> that's fair. So I think that's a point. Well, yeah, when he guys. was running out, he's like, "Cover me!" I'm like, "This dude's dead." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like he can't shoot for the lick. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was pretty. Like I was glad to see there were consequences. Like it wasn't just everybody makes it, which I didn't think that that would be the case considering the source material and the character that we're basing all this off of. Um, I mean, it certainly wasn't a happy ending for that group in their movie debut either. So I just knew he couldn't die yet. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's got plot armor for sure. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, JJ, as our crazy Star Wars individual, do you own a uh, uh, Empire credit or whatever the monetary system is actually called? Um, you know, I don't. I uh, I've never even looked to see if you can get that kind of thing. I do own uh, a. It's up here. It's behind me on the shelf. I'll have to pull it down one of these days. It's too difficult to do right in the middle of the moment. But I own one of the the Beskar blocks from oh okay yeah. that's pretty cool yeah i got one of the uh, replica of the best car with the imperial insignia in the corner from the mandalorian i thought that that's was dope. dope it's that's it's cool. i i screw this up every time i try it it's right there ish <laughs> i don't know if you can see it. it's behind some stuff but it's yeah you see like there's that's the death star right behind it that gray yeah that's the best car Mm. All right, right yeah. on. You can indeed buy Imperial credits. Nice. I'll have to add that to my collection then. <laughs> uh, props to Disney and Star Wars for their depiction of the eye. Yeah. Because that was incredible. They did not disappoint. And that was something I would have been mad about if they had. Yeah. Um, but they came through in spades showing that. Yeah, and especially when they were in the middle of it and it actually looked like an eye, like, that shit was dope. Yeah, I was getting worried because it, like, started with the one here and one there. Yeah. And I was starting to think that we were going to be spending all our time in the heist and not get to see the eye. Mm-hmm. I was about ready to flip. Yeah. Um, but no, they came through big time. It was awesome to see. Yeah, really no, it was that really part. cool. Really cool. I Yeah, this whole episode was interesting. Like, I thought the whole the the back and forth between like the crazy almost war chant of this people you know the indigenous people there doing the underneath the eye 
And then like, it just added a level of tension to the actual heist that was going on where we kept cutting back and I kept going, stop it. I don't want to watch this, but it's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I love that because it made me want to get back into watching what was going on. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was, I really thought it was just a, it was a fun episode. I liked that we've had, I've been kind of, and I I don't know that I was pissed, but I kind of grumbled a couple of times about going, man, it's been going pretty slow. We have some uh, serious character development here. And normally I'm like, it's great if it works out, but most people don't, most shows unfortunately don't do character development very well anymore, but this one did Um, at least with this group, right? Like I still don't, give shit about mon mothma at this point but <laughs> this group i'm very intrigued with, with who's left and how i mean will they ever interact again well you know what i mean so i think that there's some interesting can we talk about the what about the and his name escapes me the disgraced corporate security guy that we had that the parenting moments mm-hmm. um and the blue the blue milk it's good to see that um i'm curious what we all you all think they the show hasn't stored from him. Clearly he's going to do something. And he, we, the last image we saw of him was looking at Cassie and, and um, I wonder what part he has to play. Um, I mean, I think he's going to become obsessed obviously, right? If he isn't already, it's just under what, what premise is he going to go after? I mean, is he just going to become like mm-hmm. a, you know, like a private eye kind of thing. Is he going to be hunter? Yeah, exactly. Like where, where does that come from and how does that look? So I, I hope they keep it interesting. Cause I like that character. Did you like his mom? That was pretty funny. Well, no, his mom cracks me up. Like for sure. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that type of a uh, star Wars parenting moment before. <laughs> There's a lot of firsts. I, I laugh at these, like, the reporters because like they've been writing weird stuff about this show and one of them was like it's the first time we've seen anybody urinate on screen in a star wars movie i'm mm-hmm. like really this is what you're gonna write about like of all the things that happened in this episode this is the one huh <laughs> whatever i thought it might be like dr Quadpa or something because <laughs> that guy was cool looks like yeah. they eat space cocoa puffs yeah also true um, I'll tell you also, I really liked um, kind of how dark it was. Mm. Uh, this kind of episode where, you're, you know, they're in the middle of the heist. Uh, the commander's family gets caught up into it and they're totally ready to just, you know, take out this kid. Yeah, he was sick. Um, Kill him. And they've got, you know, a little bit of uh, humanizing the empire because on the flip side, you have the visiting officer who, you know, gets the drop on the one guy and he's like, hey, let the kid go. So you have this almost reversal of roles where the inhuman empire is now the ones with morals and humans. And you got the rebels who are being those... uh, Humans. Humans, yeah. You got the rebels being the kind of dicks. It's true. I noticed that too. And I, and I, it was interesting. I, I was surprised though. Wasn't it Skeen or was it Val, like Val or whatever that was, had the gun to the kid's head. Cause it turns out Skeen was a dick anyway, which we knew. I think it was Skeen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a dark moment. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Star Wars is going there. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think they'll hold back when it comes to, like I said, because, I mean, Rogue One, they didn't, like, when they, you know, spoiler alert, when they kill everybody at the end, it's like, oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, I, it was impressive to see, like I said, the character development, even the the one dude that his was part of this like it married into the the people from this planet. Like it was really interesting to see him too, where he's just like so heavily involved and then in the gunfight. And then like, I just thought he was going to end up, there was a moment there where I thought he was done and he was going to walk down and be part of like the celebration of the eye. You know what I mean? Not go back and be part Mm. of the, the heist. And I was okay with how it played out, but I thought, there's so many characters that even the ones that I shouldn't care about that all of a sudden they've done a good job. Like you said, I was like, Oh damn, this dude just had a heart attack, like moving freaking bars of credits for thieves trying to save his family. And to your point, like you're like, yeah, but he's part of the empire, but yeah, not everybody in the empire is Darth Vader, terrible human being, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do like that you're getting more of this ground level, realistic, every man kind of game on both sides and how both sides are pretty nasty to each other. Cause you get skeen that portrays them. Not that I was surprised by that. That was the most predictable thing on the planet that skeen's trying to split up money and take off. What a dick. But yeah, that kind of contrasted me for a little bit. Cause I was like, uh, before that, he acts like he cares about the kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But again, kind of earlier in the show, we see that he almost has a little bit of a soft spot for the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. Then when he landed, he's like, hey, you know, how much you think is there? We could split it two ways. You fly the ship. I got the hideout. I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. He was just trying to land before they got to their rendezvous. Mm-hmm. So he split. Yeah. It's all about the money always about the money then i'm also thinking why don't you just do that on the on your way to the doctors right you got two people who are able to fight you off and one of them's driving so pop the girl Mm -hmm. kid's not gonna do anything now andor has a choice to make you know we're going we're changing the rendezvous and you're getting half Uh, yeah it certainly wasn't the smartest betrayal plan yeah ever but i also wonder too how much of him like how much of it was just in the moment right like he sees this opportunity because he knows that technically and or at this point is a he's a mercenary right so odds are pretty decent that he might run off with you with the money so i don't maybe it wasn't something that he was planning to do from the beginning it was just a crime of opportunity i mean his odds were pretty close to being right how many times did casting try to i mean he tried to he was gonna bolt like two or three times he didn't but he was about there yeah so i was sad to see uh the kid die he i really like him but i like how they're using him too like so with nemec when the the she gave him his manifesto that he wanted him to have like it obviously you're starting to see where that humanity is going to come into uh, and or coming from Nemec and being, and, but I mean, what a stupid way to die. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this poor kid by your hall. <laughs> mushed by your freaking credits that you just stole. I was like, Oh, what a terrible, 
but kudos to him, man. He's sitting there doing readouts and everything else while he just got smashed and right. Probably not feeling too good. Yeah. Oh, I'd be like, okay, you guys are on your own. My legs got crushed. I am done. I'm using my out. We're through. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of lay here. (laughs) You're a good co-host, Alec. You'd show your true colors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm not in it for the. I'm not in it for the idealism. I just got smashed between ten tons of credits. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. Who's <laughs> probably lucky he even survived getting smushed by that, right? Um, the other thing that made me giggle was like the whole Luthen thing at the end. Like that's all you needed was him just rolling into the back and just giggling. You know what I mean? Like starting to laugh because he knew that it had worked, at least on some level, right? That it was this big heist and everything worked. So I I liked it. I liked, I like where we're headed. I'm interested to see where the rest of this show is going to go. And I hope it keeps the, the intensity that it's had up to this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried it's going to back back off and then build yeah. up something else, back off and build up something else. That's how every show does it, though. Yeah, but not in three episode blocks. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if we look at all the TV shows we watch, they probably ebb and flow like that more often than not. Oh, sure. All shows ebb and flow, but not in the strict, rigid formation that we've seen so far with Andor. Yeah, and I think my fear is... It's a slight fear right now, but I think my fear right now is that we've seen the climax of this show, right? This is a hard act to follow, this particular episode and the build-up to this episode. So that's that's my concern is where do you go from here? Because you still need to have these moments that draw you in. And I realize you can have... It's basically... If you take these six episodes we've watched, it's like a really intense Star Wars heist movie. Like, that's pretty much what we just watched. So now that they've finished that arc, they have the ability to move into a different arc altogether, which could have its own climax. I just hope it's as good as what we just watched because it was good. I mean, it was intense. It was fun. It was interesting. There was a lot of great acting and and story involved. So, yeah. My hope is there, but we'll see. Maybe Andor will make the Kessel Run in eight parsecs. <laughs> oh, could be, could be. Oh goodness, it was a pretty, uh, pretty clean run for the the heist until what the hell's up with the fear of heights almost ruining your damn heist? Oh, honestly, like that's not something you bring up in <laughs> day one, right? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, like I. I wouldn't be able to do that particular part. Like I'd be like that. I'm not the right choice, but I'm, I mean, my life depends on it at this point. So I'm jumping. There's none of this hesitation. shit. I mean, you're surrounded. You're up on this parapet with like a bunch of freaking troopers and stuff running around. Yeah. I'm not just standing there, (laughs) man. The other thing I think they should have had was like some explosions, I need explosions in a heist like this because I get like they were trying to keep quiet, but like, come on, man, rig some explosions because <laughs> that'll keep you distracted. Like it'll help with your 
hey, we're under attack up here. Yeah, I give you some explosions. Yeah, I just explosion think... never hurt anybody. Every good I mean, heist. They were kind of trying to be covert, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to turn down a good explosion. Yeah. Because that's what I thought that device was at first when they hijacked the radio. Oh. I'm like, nice, they're going to blow some shit up. And then we got no explosions. Yeah. That's sad. That's sad. And it was a perfect setup for explosion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would have <laughs> been, especially because you could have, like, made it an even more perfect heist because you blow up the dude that figures out the radio explosions worked yeah and then you have more time to lower more credits to crush what's his bucket exactly exactly yeah i guess they could have rigged explosions everywhere because they knew that i mean their the ships were coming anyways it wasn't it, the tie fighter they were coming no matter what so why not just blow everything up buy yourself some more time yeah poorly planned should have put jj there explosions we need explosions. More explosions. That's I'm telling you. If I was ever on like a heist crew or something, like, what are we blowing up? <laughs> Every good heist needs some explosions. Um, <laughs> going back to your point, JJ, about where they're gonna go next from here. Mm-hmm. Do we think that maybe this is where Mon Mothma will take a little bit more of a central role in the show? I, I mean, I. And we get a little bit of her story and how she becomes full-fledged rebellion. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like this is the first huge piece, right? Of Because if you think about it, it was like 80 million credits. And the 80 million credits, so... Uh, shut up. I'm a nerd, okay? So you can build... Mm-hmm. It costs 150,000 credits to build a TIE fighter, Okay. 80 million credits, you can build like 500 some odd TIE fighters. Some quick, quick little uh, mathematics going here. You said 150 thou? Yeah, I think that's, if I remember rightly. Per per TIE fighter? That seems cheap. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're supposed to be cheap. Yeah, they're the, they're the pinto of the space fighters. Yeah, so you can make 533 yeah. 3 repeating TIE fighters with those credits. Yep. That's well, a nice little navy. Well, I was going to say, so now you have, if you look at it from that, like you put yourself some, sorry, if you put yourself some thought process, you have that comparison now, right? 533 TIE fighters. They're obviously not going to build 533 TIE fighters, but 80 million credits based on that, you can fund the rebellion for a long time just on what you just made on this heist right and that's if and and then you set up other heists you find other ways to get money things like that i mean now you become a, a, a instead of this ragtag band of rebels now you're talking about a fully funded rebellion so i think we just saw the birth the true birth of the rebellion is my guess and now like you say Mon Mothma comes into account and we get to do some interesting things. And maybe we start to see that confidence is built between the two built now between the two of them, right? They have had success. They have funding. How do we grow? How do we, what's our next strike? What's our next attack? How do we do this moving forward? So I'm very interested to see that piece of it. Um, and then obviously we know Andor is going to read the manifesto and find his way 
back into the rebellion, obviously. But I am intrigued to see how we get to lay that out and we get to see this creation of something that we all know so well. So sweet. I don't know what that story to tell. Yeah. Hopefully she just isn't dealing with her petty, silly husband. Like that's just, it's just been such a waste. I'm like, God, stop. I don't care. Man buns problems, dude. Telling you the problems with man buns. I tell you. And her petulant child, like, just throw him out of that freaking croissant balcony and holy cow child speaks oh, like good. that my goodness he about to get slapped dude i'd get i'd have got my head knocked off <laughs> or talk to my my mom wouldn't do anything she'd just look at my dad my dad would have laid me out dude yeah that was star wars kids man entitled I'm telling you man you live on course uh what the emperor's kids are like they're probably drugged out of their minds <laughs> technically they're all clones so I... yeah. <laughs> um yeah cool i it, i've enjoyed it like i i think this is the best disney plus show since the mandalorian so especially the original season of the mandalorian it's been enjoyable because there's another show that we're reviewing that's just straight booty. <laughs> oh, yes, but it had so much potential. That's the worst part. All right, well, that is Andor, season one, episode five, six. Jeez, I keep wanting to say five, but that's because my brain's messed up because of the damn weird three-episode intro. But uh, uh, Matson. Your turn, buddy. Tell everybody where we where they can find us. Where can we be found, ladies and gentlemen? First and foremost, check out our newly formed Patreon if you want to watch trailer reviews, um, vote on some of the movies and shows that we watch, as well as just force feed us something we have to watch. Um, <laughs> we're at What's Our Verdict Podcast and Patreon. If you want to come support us there, it'd be great. Keep this ship rolling. Um, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, most especially uh, TikToks where a lot of cool videos are being dropped most lately about rings of power uh and D combined um mm-hmm. and then our website's under construction but you can email us at host at what's our uh if you want to get in touch with us or slide into our dms and obviously if you are listening to this podcast we are wherever good podcasts can be found spotify apple stitcher you name it we're there that's right Sweet. Thanks, Madsen. And uh, yeah, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Cinematic out.